0: are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game then you're in the right place master craftsman photographer lucy dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey now here's your hostess and tour guide lucy
1: There is immense power when a group of people with similar interests gets together to work towards the same goal. And that's by Idowu Koyanika. And apologies if I butchered that up. So, hello again. This is Lucy, as you are probably not surprised to know. Um, so, I read that quote because I really love how this photography business is a community of amazing photographers. And the cool thing is, when you meet somebody that has been a part of this community for the first time, it's almost, well, it is like you're meeting a friend you haven't met yet. Because uh, at least in the PPA, and I'm sure other groups of photographers, I don't know, there's this basis of connection and mutual support and community. So my guest today is somebody that I have not met and I'm excited to share um, and get to know him and um, just our little chit chat in advance with Colby. It already felt like, oh yeah, we've known each other a long time. So I'm excited about that. Um, Before we get started, I mentioned in my last podcast that I am going to do some episodes where I'm doing live coaching. And so if you're interested in being on my show for some hot seat coaching, send me an email to lucy with an I at lucydumas.com and include a topic that you might have questions about. uh, So I don't have everybody uh, asking about pricing or, or something like that and details about you and what your dreams are for business. So um, again, just send me a quick email, lucy at lucydumas.com, or you can go to Coaching and send me a, um, you know, fill out the contact form there if you forget. All right. So let me introduce you to the amazing Colby McLemore.
0: Hello. uh, Glad to be here. Hi.
1: Uh so Colby is the owner of Colby's Photos and Videos. It's an advertising and commercial photography business in East Tennessee. He usually works on location, but he also does a lot of work in his downtown Knoxville, Tennessee studio. He's been full-time for over 15 years, but he's been making money from his craft since the 90s. And you can see his work and learn more about him on his website, colbys photo videos plural dot com um so welcome welcome, welcome, and thanks so much for saying yes to be on my show colby
0: love to uh it it's an honor and a pleasure
1: so colby since we're we're new friends um tell me a little more about your background so people can feel like they know you too
0: yeah, um, so I feel like it's a little bit one sided because I've been listening to your podcast for a while, so I feel like i I know you so oh <laughs> That makes me so happy. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, It's been a blessing. Um, So me, I've been um, in photography since my high school years. My father was an avid enthusiast. Um, I ran in a different direction trying to uh, make a living because everybody says you can in photography, although that's, uh, I have found, not to be true. I ended up uh, being self-employed my entire life. I was a realtor, um, owned three different real estate companies. I did photography for the other agents, also for rental companies. So I cut my teeth on architectural photography. Mm. Um, Made more and more money in real estate and kept making more. Really wanted to do photography, um, but I just didn't figure I could make the money. I kept um, praying about it. And as my uh, photography took more and more and more time, I did less and less real estate, but continued to make more and more money because the bubble of 2008 was happening. Um, all of a sudden, I kept praying and God blessed me with the recession. All of a sudden, real estate was out the door and then uh, my full-time photography job that I'd been pouring the time in um, became my sole uh, income. So it's, it's been an interesting road, but it's been a real blessing to have the business and sales uh, acumen before I stepped into photography as the uh, craft.
1: So I was caught on your um, statement that you were blessed with the recession. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're in a similar blessing now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see the air quotes? Blessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how was it a
0: blessing for you? So at the time, again, I had, had been making a good living, a really good living beyond what I thought was capable Um, doing real estate. And at that time, I was a sole independent contractor on on my own. I wasn't running a company. There's a lot of value in that um, as opposed to trying to get other people to work. Um, I was doing more and more work. And uh, sometimes I've found that shifts in my trajectory of my life have not been always controlled by me. Mm. Uh, So when that recession happened, all the real estate left, Um, there was this vocation that I wanted to get into. I had been making money for and continued to make more and more money, but it still just couldn't touch what I was making as a realtor because, again, it was a bubble. And then I feel like um, God pushes you in directions clawing and screaming sometimes. That seems (laughs) seems to be right, exactly. So it, it was not what I would have chosen at the moment but on reflection um, i am i'm so grateful of it i totally relate
1: to that um i don't know if i've told my story and if you've heard it about how i was running a little business in the san diego airport uh, exchanging currency and travel insurance and it had basically been given to me as a business And I had a contract with a certain guarantee of money to run the business. And then a big recession hit and they wanted to cut my draw. And by that time I'd gotten so into and passionate about photography that um, I kind of, you know, my interest in growing that business or even being in it kind of flattened and they canceled my contract. And so that recession actually put me in a position to, stop and think about what I really wanted to do. And as as with you, the rest is history. So I love that you're giving encouragement with that statement to people who may feel like, you know, all is lost and, Mm -hmm. and perspective is everything. Mindset Mm -hmm. is everything. And so having that perspective and then also hearing it directly from you, that something that on the surface looked like A a bad thing. And yeah, 2008 was not fun. Right now is not fun. But then out of it, if you uh, are determined and you do the work and you listen inwardly and then watch for the guidance, it can consider it, you know, look back like like you just said and and know that it actually was a blessing for you.
0: Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. I feel like we're going through the same thing right now. There's a lot of business people out there that uh, in photography that are having to look at their business in a more um, detailed way of how to service your customers and the customers that are out there more effectively and then i think there's also just like 2008 uh, like i was back then there's a lot of people that this may be a call saying hey your vocation that's no longer working um, you may want to check other options. I do think the the market for photography is about to get flooded with a lot of those people, which um, I think is a blessing and also a curse. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, it goes both directions. So, right. Well, I, I, think, I think it's coming again.
1: Yes. Well, I think how it's going to be balanced out is that there are a lot of photographers who are closing their doors,
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: there'll be new people but um, there are people who don't. um, And I was laughing with Lori Nordstrom in the last episode. that will come out shortly um, about the word pivot. We're both kind of over the word pivot, (laughs) but uh, maybe pirouette, let's be ballet words (laughs) anyway. So yes. So take heart Uh, Mm -hmm. Colby and I have weathered storms and come out the better for it. And you can too. Mm -hmm. So, uh as you probably know from listening to my show which thank you Colby for listening to my show um honestly it even if there's just one person getting value I'm happy uh that I'm sharing uh the smart people I know and squeezing stuff out of my brain <laughs> to help other people that was a long run on sentence anywho um but you know I'm I'm in the portrait world and and also did weddings for tw- and also did weddings for 12 years so from listening to my show, you know that portraits and weddings are what I'm more familiar with, and how to price it, how to find clients, and all of that. And you're primarily a commercial photographer. So what is the difference? Some people don't even know the difference between what you and I would call a commercial photographer and I say that what I do is um, more private photography or personal photography in the portrait-winning world. What is the difference? How would you define commercial?
0: So, and commercial is pretty broad as well. So really with under the umbrella of, of uh, commercial, I would be more advertising and, and even more so corporate. Um, And there's lots of different ways of approaching it. Uh, A lot of the complexity of a business uh, situation uh, is very different than the more retail side. So a lot of the purchases are much more emotional uh, on the retail side with the weddings, with the portraits and all that. And from the commercial side, it's much more transactional and there are needs beyond the photography. An example is uh, efficiency of time. Not only efficiency of time while you're photographing, impact on whoever you're organizing with. Uh, There's some complexities and whoever's hiring me may not be the person who's there, who may not be the person who I'm trying to ultimately satisfy. There's a lot of um, challenges around um, the business angle and how to set expectations uh, across multiple people that you may have access to or not. So that's some uh, a big dividing, and, and there's a lot of different ways of dividing it, but that is a big one, just the coordination and setting expectations in a super dynamic environment.
1: Um, that is very, like, ah, <laughs> I see, very enlightening. Um, I'm also thinking one of the things with portrait photography at least my business model is a little bit, well, actually a lot speculative. So Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. um, I lure people in (laughs) with some kind of wonderful reason to contact me and book me and they pre order a minimum. And then my um, path is to uh, wow them uh, along the journey. And at the end to,
0: Invest significantly. Commercial is different than that, right? Uh, very much different. So, and and I'm not your typical commercial photographer, as in the way that I price. I typically am working with small to medium sized companies. Has been historically what I've been doing. But more recently, I've been going to uh, medium to larger size companies. So I'm right now in retooling some of the um, way that I approach it. So a lot of retail is uh, speculative. You have the the sh- some charge on the front end, and then most of the uh, income that you're going to get is on the back end. You do the photo shoot, you wow them with the images, and then you sell the prints with that in-person presentation, which you've mentioned that you've done um, presentations on. For me, they know the price point uh, up front. A lot of commercial photographers will do a quote that this is a hard and fast price point. Um, I've moved away from that because I've found that if I do a hard quote, um, my bad customers get a great price because mm. they're beating me to death and um, they're pushing the scope of the job. Mm. And then my good customers get a bad price because I've got to overcome those variabilities. Um Ann Monteith, a while back, came through doing a presentation on um, business uh, side of photography and she talked about the model of an hourly rate. So what I've shifted to, which a lot of my clients are more comfortable with than the more traditional pricing, is just a flat hourly rate. So on the front end, they have, they know my prices. And when they give me the scope of the job, I can give them a really good estimate of what they can expect the investment of time would be, as long as they don't creep on the scope of the job. And if they start expanding beyond that, I usually say, hey, that decision is going to impact this for more time. Mm -hmm. And then they can make a a decision at the time, if that's appropriate or not, for the value that they're placing on the images.
1: That makes sense. So when you do hourly do you have half day and day rates kind of built into that or uh how does that
0: all get presented so i'm typically doing as a flat uh, hourly rate with a two hour minimum i do have half day and full rates that have some um, added value on that and i'm pushing that more Um, i've become very efficient in uh, my client's time as in Uh, I can walk into a dynamic situation, as in environmentally, troubleshoot the photography, execute it, and deliver it um, quicker than most of the clients are are aware that I can. I've invested in the equipment, and I have the skill set to do that. I have been pushing more recently to spend a little bit more time working on more creative uh, photos to augment what I'm providing, which is you know very marketable, safe images, but within um, what they're looking for. I am trying to look for upgrade opportunities by giving them more images and say, hey, is this a style you're looking for? Let's add that on there. So um, my learning curve at the moment is, as opposed to, in the past, being very efficient with their time um, and trying to be uh, very cost-effective for them because I have enough business that I can be for each individual customer, giving each customer more options and, hey, are these additional images that may be or additional looks? Um, I hope that answered your question.
1: Yes. Um, can you give an example of of a job that you might look for those other uh, creative images that they might uh, purchase from you that were not part of the original plan. No,
0: there's like no. a biz- business type, and so one that I very commonly, and this is sort of the corporate angle, is very commonly I'm asked to go into a company and photograph all their employees. Um, there's one a construction company recently that um, I just picked up the retainer. Um, I've worked for them through the and in the past but the person who is my contact started getting too much work all of a sudden I was getting in there less often um, and now she's transitioned out I've got a new person so I'm having to retrain her on you know what the opportunities are and the process so what the initial idea is that I go in there and I photograph all the new hires because there's a backlog mm-hmm. um, they they had a purple background that was just like um, not my preference i 'll leave it at that, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, so uh we discuss you know what is the branding of your business? Is this really something that uh we're wanting to continue with this background um and we've moved to a different background also. Uh, opportunities of the exterior of the image? How about them interacting with their clients? How about images of the interior? (laughs) So they call me about photographing all the different people. So I bring those up as opportunities. I've got template emails that I follow up with that present those ideas as well. And then at the end of the uh, session, I bring it up as well saying, hey, we could do another day on this or I'll follow up with you later looking for future business. So there are processes that I've got beyond just talking about it. But then to continually remind them of these opportunities. Colby,
1: I'm really excited to hear this, <laughs> that <laughs> even in the commercial world, um, that opportunity is there to uh, be of more service because I'm getting a sense that it's not just a job for money, but that you really want to bring your best for people. And so um, offering sort of a what's next um I think a lot of people in the commercial world may never even think about that.
0: And I think that's partly because of my clientele. Um, A lot of commercial uh, photographers only work with the large company. Um, So because I'm working with small, medium, and now larger, um, it is a more regional aspect, so the opportunity for repeat customers um, are higher. So about a third of my, third of my business is repeat customers. And then also, uh, it throws people off in a B2B business to business environment that you are trying to give the service that a more retail, uh, company does. So I'm surrounded by wedding photographers, portrait photographers are always trying to give the white glove experience. And that's rubbed off on to me that um, I'm providing that same thing to a business environment and trying to build a personal relationship that is in an environment that is not as used to that and then it has dividends as in uh, getting that repeat repeat business
1: I love that that even though um, commercial photography is your main business model that because you're involved in local and state and national groups, uh, PPA affiliates, and I'm sure there's other things that you're learning from the other side, just as people like me can learn from people like you about uh, good business practices that you use in your, in your uh, commercial photography. So are those opportunities available, let's say with a job with food photography or um, photographing some piece of equipment or something
0: like that? It sure is. So uh, another job that I just did was um, in Pigeon Forge. I'm in East Tennessee, so they have a lot of restaurants over there. So I just did a a photo uh, shoot with all their food. And then there's the opportunity, even though you work on a, a strong shot list, and a lot of that is how much bandwidth does the client have to help create a shot list? A lot of my customers are super busy business people. And what I'm providing is a solution for them. They're not, uh, it's not again as emotional. Mm. So. We try to come up with a strong shot list, so we have one uh, opportunity of, hey, here, let's get them all. And there was a lot of upgrade opportunities because I brought in drones. We did a lot of social media shots. But then after the end of the day, they still see additional shots that they wanted to get, which is very common. Especially after you start delivering the images, they start working around the restaurant again. They're like, oh, I wish I'd have done this. So we're setting up for an additional shoot after that. And then, you know, they may have new product lines, um, uh, new, um, uh, new foods, new employees. So, uh, I, and, and then beyond them, it, I, I've already, this guy's just such a wonderful guy. He's, he's a pleasure to be around. Uh, so we, I want to be his friend. Um, so and now I've found the value and, and I try to eat healthy, of fried, like, um, batter dipped fried bacon. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> So now I'm going by his restaurant all the time, um, so yes, and then product photography uh doing some like lawnmowers, so we're going to be doing some drone photography that's spinning off to some videography or some upgrade opportunities over there um, businesses continually if they're wanting to have a bigger and bigger market share, marketing is just something that they have to continue to do and as I do and you do. As a matter of fact, I know you have the marketing mastermind group. Um, if you're not marketing, I don't know how you're making you know how you're making money. Uh, it's just it's like walking. Right, right. Um,
1: Colby, I used to have the unfortunate luxury of not having to seriously market because, as a baby photographer, uh, back back in my day, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yellow page ads mine was different Mm -hmm. and i got calls a lot of platform speakers would say back then don't waste your money on yellow page ads and i think because they were putting ads that were graphically you know kind of junky and (laughs) mine looked classy and expensive and then i advertised in a monthly publication that was free for parents that Mm -hmm. uh and and the phone rang but what that did In a negative sense is I was uh, fairly lazy at marketing. So there was a lot of business potential that uh, didn't happen because I didn't uh, have to, to keep the bills paid and savings and travel and all the things I love work just Mm -hmm. came my way. But um, then for me, that 2008, uh, the perfect storm with digital photography being so easy, Mm -hmm. so many um, young women, Entering uh, the industry and the recession, you know that perfect storm finally kind of slapped me upside the head. <laughs> it was like, mm-hmm. okay, Yellow Pages, nobody opens those anymore. The magazine closed. I had to get serious, and and again, back to original conversation starter. It it was a huge blessing mm-hmm. because the years following the recession were the best I'd had. So yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things I do with my coaching clients is we do a time chart and I have them send me before each call um, a record of how many hours they spent marketing, working with clients, um, business management and such. And one of my clients yesterday said, I'm so glad you're making me do this because my husband has a good job. So I don't really need money, but I'm doing this because I have dreams and goals and, Um, And so I realized I wasn't marketing at all until I started keeping track. And now it's forcing me to be committed to marketing. So um, that's one of my tips for everybody is keep a record in some way. It doesn't have to be minute by minute, but um, pay attention because it's so, do you find it so easy to kind of get lost in, in creating in the computer or editing or things that seem like you're moving your needle forward, but but it's not actually a productive time.
0: That is um, boy, I could jump on that same bandwagon. Uh, And I had a business coach that suggested the exact same thing and start charting and timing. And boy, I did not want to do that. I did not want to do that. I did, and I'm so, so, so glad I did. (laughs) Um, so what uh a lot of it revolutionized my business so not only did I become more aware of me over editing images that would be only used on the internet on a, somebody's website that nobody's going to see there's also an element that clients can see a certain level of quality and there's diminishing returns and examples an image that I might be trying to uh, throw at IPC. i'm going to be spending a lot more time on that than somebody who um, you know, is just putting on their website, and then I'm on an hourly wage. Is it fair for me to be sitting on the clock editing somebody's images when they're not going to see an appreciable difference? Mm-hmm. And then, then beyond that, um, how long I was dedicating per job uh, to the profitability? Um, an example is shooting. I do a lot of headshots in the studio too. People who can't do it on their location, additional hires, then they'll come to my studio. Uh, my clients don't want to be there for a three, four, five hour shoot. They want to be out there, out of there as they walk in, but they still want quality images. So tightening that up uh, and it got to the point that the time chart has moved me to outsourcing a lot of my editing that as mm. an artist, it was very hard for me to let go of that, but mainly because I had a coach Um, helped me step through the process. I kept sending them out to be edited and then come back and I was like, oh, this is garbage. And then I'd send it out and it looked like garbage. And then my coach said, "Um, when you have somebody uh, asking you to do photography, do you ask them questions to determine what they're wanting from you? And I said, yeah. And I said, well, you're gonna have to do the same thing with the editing. If you don't tell them what you want, they can't provide you what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I have a process that my editor knows exactly what I want. They do all the brunt work of the first 80% of the work. And now I just go in there to do the pretty stuff. Um, And it saved me so much time. It's made me more profitable making uh, my clients bottom dollar their jobs. uh, They're getting less of an invoice. I'm being more profitable and now I'm hiring an editor. Right. Um, And that editor
1: needs the work. So uh you're making everybody happy.
0: Win, win, win
1: yeah I' found um in a lot of people who are newer and maybe even some people that have worked with photo labs for a long time don't realize that our labs can also uh, like I edit basically the way that I like, but mm-hmm. I'm so particular that I can't even please myself <laughs> so, so yeah, i yeah. I let my lab um uh color correct and then I get proofs sent and they're they're cheap and I look at them and if I think it's a little too yellow or a little too flat or a little something, then I call and they make the corrections. And mm-hmm. if, and I use Mid-South Color Lab and they don't pay me to say that yet, maybe someday, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, they keep those numbers so that then when I say, yes, I liked that, uh, then they use that Corrected image they already did for me, and they know what I like. They know my style, mm-hmm. um, and I learned that I used to have a local lab that was uh, fabulous back um, when it well pre digital. Um, digital actually put them out of business for a couple of reasons, and they had um, they had images on the on the um, what is it quality control stations of my style. And so when they were looking over a job and if it didn't look like Lucy would like it, they redid it. Mm -hmm. So um, there's ways to let others help us that uh, save us time and create a more consistent product and get work for other people. So, yeah, I love that you, you know, I have coaches and I have for quite a while. So I love that, that the value of your coach, um, that that's, that I just accidentally ask you that question and that it it was very pertinent.
0: Well, well for me is I'm working in the business so much and it's gotten to the point that uh, I love working. So on the weekends, I refuse to work in the business as in editing sending out emails anything like that and then on the weekends uh if i'm going to do anything it's going to be working on the business and examples marketing and things like that the challenge is is that i'm so into what i do that Mm -hmm. i need a a fresh perspective that's not in the trenches like i am Mm -hmm. and so to have somebody um and, and i've got multiple ones for different parts um of my life it, it, it just, um, and then an accountability count, uh, partner. I say that I'm going to do it. And then later it's not like, oh, you're bad that you didn't do it today. So, hey, is this a real priority? Or do you have something else that's more important? Oh, that is a priority. Do you have time to do it? So, uh, it is wonderful to get an outside perspective from somebody who, um, is experienced. That's a big one. <laughs> in my right. Opinion. Right. Because <laughs> there's a lot of coaches out there that I'm like, really? Um, But I don't want to go there. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. So moving on to a second question, Mm -hmm. what is your favorite kind of commercial assignment? If you were just, that's it, that's what I do. Everybody knows me for that. Uh, I get to do that all day, every
0: day. Um, What is that? I'm going to sidestep the question and then I'm going to roll back to it. Okay. Um, to me, it's not uh, every bit as much as the um, the actual style of photography, and that, that's a little bit of an overstatement. It's the type of client that I work with that shifts my enjoyment of the shoot. So. The photography to me just happens you know that's that's something that um i've been doing it a while and i've been troubleshooting um to me it's do i have a client who's bought in and all in or are they just you know hey take care of the this problem and, and i can service both needs really well but an example is the uh the restaurant i i mentioned a second ago he was all in, he was giving his creative ideas that I was keeping you know, on the road, we weren't going into the ditch. Um, we had the cook that they were putting in their creative ideas. We had the um, the general manager putting in her creative ideas. The mother of the owner was there putting in her creative ideas. To me, what I just thrive and I just revel in is when I am in a creative environment where everybody is on point, pitching in, and the funny thing is, is, at the end of the day, when I push that little button, even though I've got five or six creatives creating this wonderful environment, they call it my image, um, just mm-hmm. because I, I push the images. And I'm under, understating it, I'm, I'm definitely orchestrating it, um, I'm lighting it, uh, so, so don't go too far with that. So the environment of multiple creatives, and even if they're marketing directors or designers who are putting it in, as long as we're in an environment of everybody pitching in, I love that. Uh, and then to answer your direct question, this is it's probably food photography is my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I don't do as much of that just because in East Tennessee, there's not as big a percentage of the business as the other ones that I'm um, providing. Not to say that there isn't a, a good amount of it, but... Um, I'd like a bigger market share of that
1: yeah so if somehow you woke up five years from now and realized 90% of the jobs you did were food photography in a collaborative environment that would be extra satisfying
0: Uh, okay so I'm gonna be really real Um, I think that uh, if I did it every day then I'd want it to be something else okay (laughs) <laughs> part of who I am is, is I love the diversity of what I do and the changing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, I think, just a smaller market share. Not, again, it's a good part, but um, it's not the the bigger part. Um, I love everything around the photography. Mm-hmm. You know? I love the final image. That's what it's all about. Um, but the skill set that um, sets me apart from a lot of my competition is orchestrating everything else to be there ready for me to push the button. Mm,
1: I love that. So it's the people, it's the collaboration, it's the the assignment itself that's like safe cracking, how we're going to do this to the most creative and uh, successful level I can possibly offer. Is that, is that what
0: I'm hearing? exactly and I think it can all be rendered down uh, uh, to a quote from Steichen is that a portrait does not and this may be a little bit off a portrait doesn't happen in the camera it happens in front of the camera and behind the camera um, if you're thinking about the camera you're not doing a portrait in my mm-hmm. opinion okay so it's the it's the experience and the creative
1: process it mm-hmm. really gets you excited out of getting out of bed happy to keep uh, looking for more
0: work and that would be on the creative side so to me uh, there's photography and business and I think that uh, everybody in the business focuses on the photography because that's what draws us there but the business is just as important as if you're going to stay in the photography business it could be argued that it's just as important uh, and I have prior to me being in the photography industry a love for the hunt mm-hmm. uh, looking for the next client um, finding out what their needs are, being able to provide those needs, and, and then not only getting yeses, but getting no. Um, when I find that I'm not a fit, I love referring somebody off to another photographer that's better, uh, a better fit. Um, I'll have to say the, the, the book work and the QuickBooks, I hate that. Um, but the sales, the marketing, the interaction, um, Uh, I love that as well. And I I, I think that's important if you're going to be in the photography business. Right. I totally
1: agree. Um, For me, it's the sales. Mm -hmm. I get as much creative satisfaction, helping people figure out which images they love the most and how we can design them and what the spaces are that would be beautiful for them to display them on. Mm -hmm. Um, If I hadn't, gotten the call from wherever it came from (laughs) god universe my own passions to to move into the coaching world and then this podcast but i didn't find that i wanted to keep photographing i could easily be people's salesperson and Mm -hmm. take their work and you know put it in a little quickie uh video proofing sit down with clients and have a great time helping them select their art. I I get that same little excited hit when I've had a great sale. And not not just because the money, because, you know, yes, the money is fun, but it's that process. It's the creativity. It's the um, selling at its best, meeting the needs of people, sometimes needs they don't even know they have.
0: And um, that's sales. I love sales. And I've been a salesperson my entire life. Uh, I consider myself a, uh, pretty advanced at it, and even though I'm I'm right in the middle of a 10-week intensive sales training. Um, to me, there's three words that are the cornerstone words for my business. One is professional, one is bold, but the third one is the important one is helping. And I think sales uh, has this dirty word. Everybody's like, "Ooh, it's about money," and, and it has nothing to do with money, in my opinion. It has the everything to do with helping the person. Mm -hmm. How can I help you? And if I can't help you, how can I connect you with somebody who can help you? And if I can help you, what ways can I help you? And are we a fit? I just think sales is so misunderstood.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I luckily my mom is a natural sales woman and so I saw her get excited. Working at Penny's just helping she worked in the boys department helping um, moms figure out what the Boy Scouts uniforms needed to be. You know, mm-hmm. she, she didn't get commission, but she just loved being in that, that service to others. Mm-hmm. So I love that we're on the same um, page with that. What program are you in? You said it's a six week,
0: eight week. Uh, this one's a 10 week. Um, it's the foundations of the Sandler system. Um, I've done probably the biggest one that I've done was something called sweat hogs. I'm not sure if it's around anymore. It was a nine to five intensive where what they taught you, you actually did. Um and by the end of the um week, it it, it shot me to a different level. Nine mm. to five, five days a week. Um, and that's a whole different story that takes yeah. an hour. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the moral of, of that story is it's important to learn not just photography, <laughs> but every aspect of our business and committing time and resources um, is clearly helping you continue to thrive in what is a challenging time and I'm sure and beyond that it just keeps building your your foundation and your solid uh, success.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that if you're not interested in in really developing those, that's very, very valid. Um, I am envious uh, about enthusiast photographers who are, they're photographers, they're not business photographers. You know, they're not in the business. Um, you have creative brain and you have so many um, less distractions. Um,
1: right. You don't have to be in business. Right. I'm in a, a group. Um, it started about 34 years ago, uh, women in creative photography. That's what it's called. Mm. And we started the group because it was such a man's world. Mm. And there were conversations on questions like, what do you wear to a wedding that the speakers on wedding photography had no answers for women because they were tuxedos or, wow. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. all black or something. And so we were, uh, some of the women that joined were the spouses of photographers and were doing the sales and the office and all of that. And some were, were um, you know, women as the main photographers. And then as the world evolved and, um, and there were a lot more women teaching and we didn't need each other for that, we changed to a creative group.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: there, and it's still going strong. Um, even in the zoom world we still have 30 40 people show up for our meetings they're all local and I am envious as you said of the women who have the time and the creativity um, and the commitment to make art for art's sake and enter uh, competitions and put their work in galleries and things like that because for whatever reason they don't need to sell them and yeah what a luxury to (laughs) <laughs> photography is a hobby huh <laughs> and, and
0: I, I love surrounding myself with those people so I believe in giving back to the photographic community not just through the the trade organizations but I'm usually doing presentations at the local camera clubs it used to be about every month now it's every about four or five months they ask me to be judge judging on it and mm-hmm. to be around people like that um, you learn so much Uh, in so many ways around the photography side because they're always on the leading edge. They're always into the new thing, the new techniques, how to Mm -hmm. get them out of whatever. And to expose yourself to that environment um, definitely has helped my business side out as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you bring that up. We haven't talked about uh, that aspect of the creative photography world and how it can help us, um, you know, haven't had, an episode specifically on that. So I, before we run out of time, mm-hmm. and maybe this is too much of a big question mm-hmm. to go deeply, um, but can you give us three quick hot ideas for marketing commercial photography? So commercial could include modeling, right? Magazine, uh, product, um, events, but where you get paid not commercial photography that's going to become art in people's homes or albums and things like that. But, um, do you have some tips on Um, marketing?
0: So uh, I sure do. So I'm going to sort of jump away from the question because, uh, most of what I do in marketing is just bread and butter marketing, and I don't have very specific tactics. That so I think that when people hear a question like that, what they're looking for is a silver bullet. That oh, if I do twist here, say this, and do this, all of a sudden I'll get a bunch of business. And uh, it's been my experience has been through sweat and tears and repetitively doing the same thing that I've gotten any type of results. Such as. Uh, um, so, and I'll jump in, in a few of those. One of the values of the trade organizations is it gives you reasons to say something. An example is uh, early in my PPA career, I started the CPP process, certified professional photographer. And then all of a sudden I let that go because I was closer to a master's. And then I got that. And then I got my craftsman and then got that. And then after a while, I was like, I don't know. Finally, I got around to finishing the CPP. So when I did that, immediately what I did is, is news releases. It is just such a low-hanging fruit mm. that if you have anything to say, and if you don't think you have anything to say, it's not. It's because you're not thinking of what you have to say. There's always, especially if you're uh, volunteering. If you so, every quarter I write up a news release and I send it out to every news um, venue here through TV, through news. Papers, and not a single time that I do that do I not hear from past customers reaching out to me saying hey I saw you on there. Wow! Um, so it, it's an element that it is keeping my past customers coming and it's also branding myself so I have heard that you have to be seen you know eight to uh, 15 times before they'll hire you. That's one of those uh, hits. So news releases and they're so easy to do. It's just a matter of
1: doing them mm-hmm. and just to jump in a sec um i didn't realize until i ooh, now i'm starting to sound like i'm from tennessee i didn't realize
0: <laughs> that's a good uh, sales technique
1: yeah um well i didn't realize that it doesn't have to be some major achievement that mm-hmm. you can have a press release that you uh attended uh, an educational opportunity in nashville through the professional photographers of america Mm -hmm. or that you spoke at a local uh, photography club, or, you know, it it doesn't have to be the biggest news in the world, right?
0: Right. Now, I just photographed um, the um, American Cancer Society's Men in Pink campaign. They have local people that are trying to get um, uh, money, and I just photographed the portraits for all of those. So what I'm doing is a news release on that. So uh, I have found that if I do anything, I find five or six different ways of promoting it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another one that is, uh, I think, really, really missed is I'm very into digital marketing as well. So there's one thing called SEO, search engine optimization, and somebody types in, um, headshot photographer or something like that. I want to come up there. And one of those is something called local, which has got this little picture of a, a map and then it lists them there. And to be listed on there, um, and then for a lot of other reasons, are testimonials. So every single customer, every single, not a customer, anybody I photograph, I always send them an email requesting a testimonial. If they mm. give me one back and it's a nice one, then I always send them a, an email that has a link to my um, place where they can put reviews on Google business. And I've got the most reviews in this area. It pushes me up on any of the search engines and I cannot tell you how many customers call me and say they hired me because of the testimonies that they've read. Wow. So news releases would be a big one. Better than that, I think, are testimonials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all you have to do is ask. And the weird, weird, weird thing about it to me is, is when I've asked customers that I thought I had failed, um, it's amazing how many of those come back with a glowing testimonial um, that I just had read the situation wrong. Mm. Uh, and, and and that's definitely a big blessing.
1: Wow, yeah, you could create a whole uh, a whole course on that, and I know people would want you know, want step-by-step help with that because, you know, getting, doing it, doing it right, knowing where to put it, where do you find the SEO local, all of that stuff that, uh, yeah.
0: And there are courses on that, lots of courses. It's just a a matter of doing it. Yes. Um, That's sort of what I mentioned on the last one. Uh, A third one, I'll have to say networking. It's a softer one. Getting out mm-hmm. there, you mentioned that um, I think at some point that you had a, a presentation on networking. It's not something that's a one-to-one um, return like some digital marketing. You spend money and you can tell exactly what you get back. Networking is just getting out there. Chamber of Commerce, I work a lot. There's uh, something called BNI. I used to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the American... So. Uh, what, wherever your customers are great. So because I'm working with marketers, they have a trade organization called the American marketing association. Guess who, who just rolled off the board? Um, the American advertising Federation a trade organization for advertisers. Guess who's a strong member and just rotated off the board. I'm a, I'm on a get off boards rotation right now. Mm -hmm. There's another one on hospitality. So with networking, if you have a trade organization where all your customers go you should be standing in the middle of it uh um, yeah
1: so a what i heard is not just networking like go to go somewhere hand out your card but participate join contribute get on the boards uh to be more visible um and then i, I will say that i i did um some of the networking uh it was like a bni uh you know, some of the things I've done, and I did it wrong because they were people who were not necessarily going to hire me, mm-hmm. uh, either price wise, because they were new in business, so you know, the thought of spending two to ten thousand dollars on portraits, uh, wasn't high up on their list. Mm-hmm. And what I wish I had done is put more affiliates in place where uh, I was asking who they knew in certain businesses, introducing me to the people that I could then like a a high-end orthodontist Mm -hmm. and where I could promote an idea of a gift certificate program that when people get their braces off, they get a thank you gift of a portrait session. And um, so, you know, whatever industry or whatever specialty we're in um, making connections beyond, uh, say, trying to get work directly from people in a group. Um, mm-hmm. They're just way bigger ways to uh, use that use that time. Would you agree? Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Well, I know exactly what you're talking about. I do think that when you first get into it, uh, you stumble around, and it, it just takes, it's been my experience that I learned through the life of hard knocks So Uh I I just stumble around, and after a while, I figure it out. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah, I kept going because I liked the women, mm -hmm. and they—they weren't really the right group for me. They didn't, but I didn't ask for the right opportunities either. So, um, yeah, it's if it's to be, it's up to me.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do have one thing that uh, that I'd like to push hard. Out of all the the three that I mentioned, I think the most important part is just to, to do it, is to put on your calendar from Sunday, from um, four to six, that's all you're going to work on. And I don't think it matters what you do, but mm-hmm. if you repetitively, over time, set aside the time to fumble and figure it out, I think you'll crack the nut.
1: I love it. Yeah because when you just spend the time sitting down to take action um I love to say that um universe god whatever you want to call that force mm-hmm. that directs us to our right direction if we get moving it's a lot easier to get directed to the right place so wow I love that thank you I I thought it up myself because <laughs> my experience like I was like I want to be a photographer and I started dabbling I did <laughs> I took pictures for the holistic living news where um, I was photographing at micro macrobiotic restaurants with mushrooms and, Ah. uh, uh, and I got paid like $15 an assignment, which at the time, you know, still was my mortgage was 600. So uh, a couple hundred dollars a month for a few hours. That was cool. Um, And then I did a friend's wedding and it's like I was moving in a direction. I did a trade and uh, did photographs for my uh, gym for their uh, advertisements. And then it just like, like if you're in a river, then that current took me into my divine right direction. Um, But it's cause I got up and moving and I set some goals and I mean, yeah, if you're, if someone's in a, in water, how easy it is to push them, but if they're just sitting in a chair,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's harder.
1: So before Uh I love this conversation and um, I'm going to have one more question for you. um, But before I do that, I want to remind the listeners to stay tuned for my um, wrap up summary and remind you that I have some good stuff at Lucy So go check that out. And um, feel free to send me a message or an email with uh, a little bit about you and possibly a topic that you would like to have some hot seat coaching uh, live. Well, it will be recorded, so don't let that scare you. Um, but that you and I will have a great conversation. You'll walk away with uh, some big ideas and then you'll benefit other people. So let me know if you want to be in my hot seat. Uh, so. Two questions. So how do we get in touch with you and see more of your work?
0: Um, love you to check out my website. I have a lot of clients that they love my website and I get a lot of positive feedback on it because it's very, um, it tries to convey information that a lot of clients are asking. So www.colbysphotosandvideos.com uh, C-O-L-B-Y-S, photos, P-H-O-T-O-S, videos, V-I-D-E-O-S dot com. Um, and in saying that, I'll have to say I'm embarrassed by it because, um, I'm right in the middle of a web redesign. Um, but, um, uh, everybody else likes it. So, uh, mm-hmm. you can go on there. It's got all my contact information. If there's anything that I could help, feel free to, uh, reach out. Um, yeah, that's where you can find out more about me and, um, see examples of my work.
1: Cool. So is there one last thing either you would go, Oh, I should have told them that. Or one last, just uh, thought to leave us with. Uh,
0: and I think we touched base on it. Uh, one would be, I think anytime you're interacting from uh, a sales or a business standpoint, if you always think from the standpoint of how can I help, mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's about the customer. And if you are from a position of how I can help the customer, that's when I think they're more willing to engage in your services and pay you for whatever you're helping at. That would be a a big one. And then the other one is if you're wanting to do anything different, set the time aside to do it um, and and you'll find out the way. I
1: love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Colby.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you.
1: as they might say in Tennessee, or at least my, mm-hmm. my former Mississippi mother-in-law would say, sure, appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was just the way we say it. That's, that's yeah. so I'm used to it. Yeah. Thank you. Now, in California, we have other expressions we use, oh, yeah. but um, like, thanks a bunch.
0: Lucy, <laughs> okay. so, uh, thanks a bunch.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, I'll let you know uh, when this is live, Colby, so you can share with with the, yeah. your community. And it's been a pleasure. Same here. Yeah. Well, hello. I'm back. You didn't even know I was gone, did you? <laughs> but I went to put my ice. But I went to put my hot coffee into the fridge so I can have iced coffee later. And that's a little secret. You know about me now. <laughs> it's mostly decaf, um, but it does. Give me a little, a little wake up. Um, So that was such a great conversation with Colby McLemore. And because commercial photography is a world I'm not as familiar with, I asked him to share a little about the difference between commercial and what he calls retail. And I'd say in the wedding portrait world, where we're selling directly to the consumer for their enjoyment specifically. And he said that advertising and corporate and publications, the complexities are different. There are a lot more people involved. It's less emotional and it's more transactional. And there's an importance to be efficient with time. And he loves that collaborative aspect of it, that you're working with a team uh, in a lot of circumstances with commercial Now, he said that he can be speculative with pricing because he bills hourly and then he offers more or suggests more than they initially think. So you can still look at a commercial job as not just, here's my bid, that's what I'm getting paid. But you can look for ways that you can suggest um, upgrading or adding to the services. He uh, talked about tracking time and the importance of not just to get yourself to do the things that you should be spending more time on, like for many people, it's marketing, but also you can see where you're spending time that you could be outsourcing. And that gives you more time and brain space to do uh, the things that are actually going to grow your um. Everything that you're dreaming of more money, more great clients, more creativity, all of the above. Um, we talked about sales and that it's an honorable and fantastic gift to people. Great salespeople are helping people. And then his hot tips number one, he talked about press releases and that finding things that you can announce in a press release, he does it once a quarter in a local paper, can be very powerful. Um, number two, the importance of search engine optimization and particularly getting on a local map and getting testimonials. And I'm not quite sure if the testimonials were included on the map, um, but asking for reviews on Google Business. Number three is the importance of networking and not just showing up and shaking hands and handing out cards, but being involved with groups, and being of service. And then number four, he said, just do it. Set aside time and get in motion. So that's it for now. I'm so grateful that you're tuning in. And when you share about this podcast with others, um, you know, it helps more people and it helps the show uh, keep growing so that uh, we can keep hanging out together and learning. (laughs) All right. I'm sending you a big virtual hug. I need a hug and I live alone. So send me a virtual hug back and we'll all we'll all have more uh, endorphins. <laughs> Okie doke, bye.
0: You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.